0: Welcome to The Artist's Notepad, where we explore artistry, we talk life, and we talk rhythm and blues. I'm David. And I'm
1: Jack. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode, Tan Artistry with Jessica Jade. Today we're going to be chatting with Jess about her artistry and about her future plans. But before we bring her on, David, how you doing?
0: Jack, I'm doing very well again, my friend. Another week has gone by. It's cold these days. Mm. But on the bright side, I have some interesting, interesting news. Yeah, oh, I don't know if this was um, this got recorded during the pod pod episode with Tawanda. Shout out to T. Shout out. But I was on Instagram, like most people do. Oh no, this was Facebook. I was on Facebook, right? And I was scrolling through, and I come across an ad. And yeah. at first, I was like, "Oh, it's another Instagram ad or a <laughs> Facebook ad, whatever." But it says Copenhagen. We're not sponsored by these guys, by <laughs> the oh, way. No. <laughs> Copenhagen grooming beard grooming kit. And at first I wasn't sold by that, alright? So I saw it and I was like, oh, this is stupid. Who would buy this? And just because I was curious, I click on the on, on the ad and it takes me to the website. And I see these images of guys going like getting results. And I was like, oh, but these guys are all white and European, no way it will work for me, I'm Asian. <laughs> so, so I go deeper in my research and I go to YouTube and I type in Copenhagen um, Asian dude <laughs> results. <laughs> and I find one Asian dude that, that had like pretty good results um, and I was sold by the fact that there's a money back guarantee. So I got a kit coming on the way. Yeah. yeah um how much did you spend on that um 125 oh my gosh but there's a money back guarantee so oh wow if if it doesn't work out then (laughs) i'm gonna get you better be looking
1: like confucius by the end of this period otherwise i don't know i mean i
0: don't know if i want to look like confucius but yeah i would like to have some facial hair this is like it's a big thing for me, Jack. So,
1: bro, come on. Yeah, we did an episode about masculinity, and we clearly <laughs> said that we are not judged by our facial hair. And now you're just setting a bad example for hey, everyone. Hey, it's
0: it's for the aesthetic, it's for the look. <laughs> all right, I want to try this look. So, please support me on on my beard, bro. Growing y- y-
1: you're a podcast, okay? Aesthetic I'm doesn't gonna,
0: matter. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, I know that's the funny part. But I'm gonna update you guys each uh, week. Okay, see how it goes. But, I look forward
1: um, to it. New segment of our show.
0: Yeah, I was so keen to share that with you guys. <laughs> but um, how, how are you doing, Jack? Yeah, doing?
1: man, I'm not bad. Um, I'm personally I'm not um using, what do you call them, supplements for my beard. Um, n- no beard beard but, cream. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but the rain has come today, man, and and the, the, this week the rain has arrived, and we've been needing it. But far out, it's been a, it's been a bit down. Hey, like we've had some really good weather during the. During the isolation period, which we've been fortunate for, but it's been, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been a bit grim out there, but, um, yeah, not much has been happening for me, man, to be honest. I've just been, just been cruising, doing, doing it's my, good. doing my doing do.
0: good sometimes, yeah. All
1: right, well, given I've got nothing interesting to say, how about we get someone on who will have some interesting things to say, and yes. that will be our guest for today, David. Do you want to, do you want to introduce her? I would love
0: to. So... Hailing from Southwest Sydney, Jessica Jade's journey began at the age of 14 as a young singer making her television debut in an all-girl group on X Factor. Fa- fast forward six years later, the now 20-year-old has transformed into an artist, songwriter, and performer with a fan base that reaches all corners of the globe. Mm-hmm. Jessica's music tells stories that hopes her that she hopes. Her listeners can relate to while captivating a sound that is tough, soulful, and ethereal. Please welcome Jessica J. Hi.
2: Hi. Wow. Where did you get that from?
0: <laughs> yeah. Did you make that up, David? Because that was, that was yeah, so man, that's good. Our, that's so original material right there. So just good. from the t- top of the head.
1: You know, it's original when you're like, you know, making mistakes as you're reading it out. That's how <laughs> right? you know it's original. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I love I love it when the guests have the re- like reaction. Like, where'd you find that? <laughs> like, that's that's what I do the pot for. Seriously. Anyway, how are you, though, yeah. Jess? How are you?
2: I'm good. I'm good.
0: That's good. And um, how you been doing in this isolation mm. period? You've been doing all right. You've been
2: yeah. I think at first I was like really struggling, like being told what to do. <laughs> yeah. But then after you know a couple weeks and days. I think I really needed the isolation Mm. and the, the slow, Mm. the slowness of like the quarantine. So yeah, it was pretty chill. Like I think it did like a lot for me.
1: Yeah. Me too. Actually. I feel like, um, I feel like for a lot of people, it's been a bit of an opportunity to do some, do some much needed, um, reflection in, in my life. And I feel like a lot of people I've spoken to have had similar, similar thoughts on that but yeah Mm -hmm. awesome to hear how how have you dealt with it in terms of like your artistry has that been beneficial or has it been tricky for you
2: I think it's been um beneficial like I set up a studio at home like it was the first time I bought like speakers and I Mm. bought another mic and I got headphones and like um I just started using Logic at home again which I wasn't doing for a really long time and yeah just like using YouTube beats kind of just like brought me back to the center, which awesome. was good, yeah.
1: Awesome. Well, let's let's talk a bit about the present and the future, and then and then we're gonna head head back in time. But um, the first, the the last two singles you've released, they are they're from your upcoming EP, um, yeah. Taste and Bet, and they're two very different tracks. Um, but there is something, there's something similar about it, like something distinctly similar about the two tracks um, that you've managed to sort of. Uh, Put your sound onto them Um, And I remember, I don't know if you remember this Back in 2017 but we had a conversation About production and you You were the first person who said to me actually um, That you sometimes listen to An artist just for their production because You clearly Mm. have such an in-depth Appreciation of production So I wanted to ask like about How How did you go about crafting the sound And the vibe for this project And obviously for the two singles we've heard So far
2: yeah, so I guess, like, um, sounds just, I, I just relate to sounds, some sounds in, like, different ways. Like, I can't really explain it. Sometimes I just hear something in a beat and I really resonate with it. So, mm-hmm. Making Taste was actually inspired by Tame Impala's, um, mm-hmm. you know, oh, what's the called? It's my... Fuck, what's the song called? Sing it
0: out, sing it out, sing it out.
2: Na, na, na. <laughs> oh, my God, this is going to kill me. It's on um Rihanna's album, Anti.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm.
2: Yeah, and she does like a cover of... Oh, my God, this is <laughs> killing me. Wait, give me a second.
1: <laughs> is it Same Old Mistakes?
2: Yeah, Same Old Mistakes. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, when I was writing the EP, I was listening to that song a lot. So, Taste was inspired by... The sounds in that song and if you like hear it it kind of sounds it kind of mm. resonates with each other and just like contrast so yeah i was listening to that a lot when i made taste and then when i made bet like bencio i don't know if you guys know who bencio is but he he's a guitarist from sydney and um yeah he sent us like a bunch of loops and that one just kind of stuck and Yeah, like there wasn't really much to add to that one. It was kind of just perfect when he sent it. So Yeah, Yeah, it's
1: very, very stripped back. Um, It is interesting. Like was, how do you, so is it an intentional thing when you go about, obviously you've got two very different beats that you're going to tackle. How do you manage to put your artistic footprint on them? Um, Because as I said, like when I listen to them, it's, they're obviously very different tracks, but they still have that sense of familiarity between the two. Is that something that you're conscious about or does it just sort of happen naturally because of you being you?
2: I think mm. it I think it definitely happens naturally but I've also been really conscious about working with a variety of different beats and sounds like I definitely didn't want to box myself in like R&B, pop and hip hop like I wanted to I want to make sure that my my sound is can be put onto anything, you know? Mm. So, I guess that's where it comes from, yeah.
0: Mm. That's interesting cuz on our on our tan research, I I found <laughs> out that in 2017, you used to say like our oh, biggest influences or people you want to collab with was like Frank Ocean or like Scissor, like like yeah. people you you thought were really dope. And then something more recent like this year you said Brockhampton and I think it was asap rocky, so it's mm-hmm. like even though even though they was still like hip hop like orientated i yeah. I saw like the change in tastes and different different styles that you were looking to, so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that's
2: cool, yeah I think when I first started being well, I hate saying this, but when I first started being an artist, i think <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think i just I was really young as well, like i I was just doing a lot of what people expected from me Mm. and now that Mm. i'm older and i've you know i've kind of gone through a lot with myself i'm just trying to do things for myself and just like really you know looking to what i want to do
0: yeah on that like can we start talking about what that what that origin would have looked like like you say that you you made or created stuff that people kind of wanted and Mm. yeah Yeah. how did how did that all begin like yeah and just on
1: that as well like um i i listened to the the video you did with white canvas which i thought was awesome that interview you did there um and you said something in that one about sometimes struggling to um sort of following people's what people think that you should be doing in like when you're in the studio and stuff. Mm. So how has that journey progressed? Obviously, like whilst telling your story of how you, how this all started for you as a, as a kid, like how has it progressed to the point where you feel confident enough to sort of do what you think is best?
2: Yeah, I think it, um, when I guess I've been in a lot of like, I've had a lot of opportunities that You know, after I've had the opportunity, I've just sat there and been like, shit, like, I'm not happy. Like, why Mm. did I do that? You know? And I've had, I've done that enough times to just put my foot down and be like, okay, like, this is it. You, you can't just listen to people anymore and do what other people want. Like, you really have to, you know, use your voice and stand up for what you think and just believe in what you want instead of just doing what everyone else says. Mm. Yeah. Yeah
1: yeah so like lessons learned really you had to learn the hard way to to sort of go your own way
2: yeah exactly I think I like I'm always learning the hard way with everything so (laughs) (laughs) like I'll get the best advice and I'll just pick the hard way like
1: (laughs) well there's no better way to teach yourself a lesson than through experience yeah Um, but yeah do you do you want to wind us back and sort of give us an indication of how music became a thing for you was it Was it always part of your life growing up? Um, Was it Mm. part of like a family thing or like how how does, I guess, yeah, how did it all come up for you?
2: Mm. Um, So, you know, like I feel like girls are always singing with their cousins in the the living room, always like putting on shows and stuff like that. I was Mm. always told that I could sing. Like everyone always told me that from a really young age. Uh, And I guess I just believed it and it kind of just happened that way. But I've you know I've listened back to videos of myself when I was a kid, and I definitely don't know why everyone thought I could sing. Like, <laughs> no. like the, I?
0: It just being super loving. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. You took it to heart, and you're like, I'm gonna be a singer one day, and then yeah, here and boom, yeah. like here I am. Amazing. Yeah, amazing.
1: So, what was your family like when you decided to take it more seriously? Did that support continue for you?
2: Yeah, definitely. Like, my mom has been like a huge part of what I've done and everything that I'm doing so yeah shout out to my mom my sisters have always like had my back with everything yeah shout I've
0: got a really supportive family shout out to sisters
1: Chee. <laughs> you're very you're very fortunate in that we've have, have had some guests come on and when we asked a similar question to that they've they haven't felt like they've had the same level of support in terms of following their like pursuing a dream um so yeah do do you feel lucky in that regard to have had a sort of a a fan base in within your family constantly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I definitely feel like really blessed to have that in my family. Like it's, it's not easy for parents to have a kid that wants to sure, be a yeah. musician for the rest of their life. Like, you know, obviously I sometimes, sometimes I think, you know, parents, they want, they expect something of you and then, yeah, like you just are who you are and you just want what you want.
1: So I do have a question about about X Factor, Mm -hmm. Um, and (laughs) it's it might maybe this will be the one that you normally get, but maybe it's not. I I was wondering how, like, well, first of all, how did that come come about that decision to to go for it? Um, And second of all, how did that experience sort of change your mentality or influence you in terms of your aspirations as an artist did anything change for you before during and after that experience
2: um so when so how i got into the group and going on x factor was i met this um manager over facebook and he put me and the girls together right and so like i had already told him before that i wanted to go on x factor and he told me that i wasn't ready to go on by myself so then i decided i wasn't going to do it and then we ended up, um, he ended up putting us in a group together and he sent, like, a video to X Factor. And then, yeah, like, we went on the show. I only knew the girls, like, two weeks before I even went on the show. Like, it was... Really? Yeah, like, oh. it was really crazy. Um, wow. And the experience for me, it was fun. Like, I was 14, man. Like, I didn't have to go to school. Um, I was getting free food. I was getting paid. Like, <laughs> it was amazing. It was a really good experience. And... I think, I do think like working with a manager at that age and being on X Factor changed my entire mentality towards like the music industry and just like Mm. people in general. Like Mm -hmm. I went from going to school every day to like working with people who could like stab me in the back or take something from me. Just, yeah.
0: that's At such a young age as well. Cause you were only 14 back then, but mm. yeah, you must have seen and done a lot then. Like, it strips me out that you only met the girls like two weeks before yeah, you actually yeah. went on. You mm-hmm. actually thought, like, oh, these guys probably, like, I think you, one of you, one of the girls said it too. Or maybe it was you, where it's like, yeah, we grew up together and <laughs> then yeah, like, like we met on Facebook <laughs> and then we came together or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all yeah. part of the marketing. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
2: No, nah, it's full on. Like, it's, yeah, it's pretty full on.
1: Yeah, I bet. That- So how is it like, how did you manage to stay humble enough to, you know, have have things like going to educate yourself about music? Like, Mm -hmm. how did you stay like, was that tough at times when you've got people like, you know, in your ear telling you how good you are? Like, obviously, you've got people, um, people, as you said, like looking to backstab at times as Mm -hmm. well. But like, how did you manage to keep that mentality of like, um, at the end of the day, none of us in this industry know anything and there's always stuff to learn?
2: I've I guess like my friends and my family always like especially when I was an X Factor especially like Mm. I miss my best friend so much when I was an X Factor I just wanted to go back to school like that's Mm. I feel like that's what made made me kind of not I guess yeah I feel like that made me really humble like I always wanted to go back home and it's always just that sense of like home being homesick when you're Mm -hmm. in a place that even though like, you know, someone else might want to be there or like it kind of seems like glamorous or luxurious, I get homesick like really easily, so that's always I guess kind of been the way that I've always known to like yeah, humble myself.
0: Right. Sure. Yeah. How how long was the whole thing? Like how how long did you have to be away from home? That made you Um, it wonder? was
2: like a month or two months.
0: Right.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can imagine that would be pretty intense. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different environment and I think that um most of us like if we've had any experience in the industry, we know how much is happening behind the scenes mm. in those mm-hmm. in those shows, how like how much is recorded versus how much we see. Um it's yeah, it must have been a pretty intense experience for you especially so young.
2: Yeah, mm. it was it was very daunting towards the end like I must say like I was I was getting really upset towards the end of the show. Like, if you watched mm. the last episode when that we were on, I was like crying. But I I like the counselor told us not to go to school for another two weeks. I went to school the next day. Like I seriously wow. went to school the next day after I packed out my stuff and I went to school the next day. Like I was so excited <laughs> to just like mm. go back to normal.
1: Well, I think you're it sounds like you've You've got a like a sensible head on you if you if you didn't let yourself get like swept away and all that because I feel like a lot of people going through that experience having you know having being in the limelight having all that attention could quite easily be tempted to go back home and sort of come back a reality TV star in a way.
2: Yeah, yeah, you do meet you do meet like a lot of people like that. Um, but then again, like you do meet a lot of people that are still still like really true to themselves and you know mm. still have like the same group of friends and stuff like that
1: Amazing, amazing. Mm. Well fast forwarding a bit, let's let's get back to present day. Um so you're someone who you work with, you know, other producers, so you're constantly collaborating to make make your music together. I was wondering when it comes to looking for a producer or a collaborator or, or another artist to work with, for example, mm what are you looking for in that person? Is, is Are there particular traits or are you more focused about um, what they're actually making, the sound that they're creating?
2: Um, I think it definitely comes down to the work ethic for me because, mm. like, I come from a hip-hop background, so, you know, like, I like writing at home, going to the session and finishing it and recording, mm. like, not spending... Cause I've had sessions where like I've worked with a producer and we spend like six hours on like one fucking sound and like, I mean <laughs> wow. I just don't work I don't yeah. work like that so, I like, I can work with any producer as long as the work ethic is the same as mine. Um, as long sure. as you
0: click, right? You guys yeah. have the same vibe to yeah that as work well. off each other yeah
2: that as well yeah, but I like You're, I'm a pretty chill yeah. person so I kind of. Um, I click with like a lot of people. Like it, it's pretty rare that I get mad. Like, in, mm. <laughs> in a can you tell
0: us any situation that you did get mad, or if you if you ever you don't did have to not give a name, with, but um, you don't have to, yeah. Well, don't I, name and shame. Yeah,
2: I was working with a producer that, um, yeah, I thought I thought it was just because I don't know. I think he just reminded me of like my dad or something. Like he was just oh. the way he was talking to me was Ooh, just yeah. like really
1: right yeah
2: angry and i was like oh, i can't i can't i can't work with it like
1: yeah 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 Mm-mm. he was no, really good at the what type. he did
2: <laughs> you know the type yeah
1: yeah yeah like some producers i i feel like um because they they hold a lot of power in terms of how the the track will progress and mm. th- i i've met people who sometimes get a little bit drunk on that power and it's just like um oh, yeah. it's almost like the artist is working for them and then um, mm. Yeah, they're, they're just sort of the boss And like, yeah, yeah. I, I, know, I totally know what you mean Like it, it can be def- definitely difficult sometimes And then uh, there's other producers who are amazing And they're just all about like the creative process And shifting and adapting with you mm. Basically just, just help you achieve like the best result possible Mm. Um, are there any particular producers or collaborators you worked with who you've found that process to be so smooth and just click straight away?
2: Yeah. yeah. Maybe um, a time
1: for a shout out. Yeah, <laughs>
2: definitely, definitely Sergio Salim. Sergio Salim, he produced my whole EP, um, so wow. shout out to Serge. Uh, DJ Sefru, I, he's always like produced bangers for me. I'm working mm. with Dombo right now and he's, mm. he's kind of just like taking me to another level so yeah
1: amazing yeah yeah you i guess you as an artist like you you want producers who are gonna support you but also push you into maybe places Mm. that you haven't considered before but places that will help you grow as an artist even if you know the whatever you're working on doesn't end up being a final product that you release but just something that is like a learning experience for you
2: yeah a 100 percent.
1: yeah
0: so the ep um can we a, before we get into the EP oh yeah, though? For a day. Can we take a step back and can we talk about um, writing a bit? I'm interested yeah, in how yeah. you might get into like the creative mindset or like what do you do to like what what's your writing process like? That's basically what I want to ask because you you say you you might go into a studio session with a with a producer and maybe maybe focus on one sound, but. Just say you're just there to write. How mm. how do you do that? Like do you are you a paper and pen type of person or are you a um evernote or like um, notes type type of person?
2: I used to use paper and pen a lot, but now I'm just finding the notes is easier because it's just like straight on my phone, go straight mm. to like singing on the mic, and I've got my phone right there. Um yeah. but I do find pen and paper, like I like seeing because I'm I always delete stuff on my notes which i think is Mm. a really bad habit because like you never know when you're gonna need it sure yeah yeah so i think pen and paper is good but um my writing process i've got to say i don't have a really creative one like i (laughs) always just come in on the day like and listen to the song and then just come up with something on the spot which mm. Mm. isn't very good, I'm finding, because I just keep writing about the same shit. So, <laughs> yeah, but so. Um, actually I worked with Rudo, um, mm. like... Oh,
0: Rito. yeah.
2: At the beginning of the year, and he explained to me, like, he likes writing in, like, different persons, like first person, second person, third person, and sometimes yeah. he doesn't even talk about himself. And I'm always talking from my point of view, like a text message mm. or something, but, yeah, I'm trying to, like get out of my comfort zone and Mm. steer towards other ways
1: yeah yeah David who were we talking with when we were talking about writing in in a different person like in third person who was that we were talking with Um, do you
0: remember I don't know if it was um to wonder or who was it I can't remember who it was but yeah we were
1: talking about like the idea of putting yourself into the position of someone else when writing a song Mm -hmm. and how that can really tap into other places. Because as you said, if your instinct is to sort of write about the the same sort of things that are inspiring you in your own life, then unless you have a super eventful and exciting life, then it is going to sort of end up leading down the same track most of the time.
2: I think um, like lately, because I I always write about like heartbreak and stuff, but I've been in like a really good relationship for like two years. And Mm -hmm. sometimes... Mm -hmm. Like, I've only had one really bad relationship and I'm always, like, tapping back into that mm, and just, like, mm. over-exaggerating it as much <laughs> as I can for the next, like, or, like, however long I can. Yeah. But, yeah, some, yeah. I'm still, like, trying to learn to get into other people's shoes
1: Mm. Yeah, as artists, I think it's very tempting to instinctively profit off our own pain. I
2: know.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> but especially sort of if, you, if you're in that mindset, like to start writing about, I don't know, more upbeat stuff can sometimes be a bit tricky. Like if you're so in that vibe and that's like what you're tapping into whenever you're being creative, then it can sometimes be hard to sort of branch out into other
0: areas. So, I, yeah, I definitely feel that. Mm. Yeah, I was remember I, I remembered by the way. so was it? Who was it? <laughs> it was Zion. Zion, oh, we it was talked Zion-y. to Zion that's about right, yeah. writing and then, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, the, the song of Plastic Woman <laughs> Fly, that's right. We was,
1: He tells this amazing, like really emotive story. Mm, and, mm. and I was like, because when I listened to that song for the first time, even though he was telling the story and I knew because I guess I knew enough about Zion's life, like I don't know heaps, but I knew enough to be like, this doesn't add up with him, Mm. but at the same Mm. time, like he was so like, I guess, um, real, like it's sounded so authentic and real. As you said, David, that I was like, Mm. is, is this his life? You know? (laughs) So like that ability to sort of like put yourself in someone's shoes so like seamlessly is like that for
0: me, like, that's pretty amazing. I feel like not everyone can do that. I think like you got to kind of grow in your writing ability or Mm. in your, empathy or like your yeah you have to be for sure mm. an empathetic being person. able to feel feel different people to get to that level because like yeah not everyone can do that i think mm. I, I i relate closer to jess i think i'm more prone to writing about my own experiences or talking about myself mm. more mm. than anything but it's definitely like a avenue to kind of look at it's, you, you guys are so full of yourself, you two. Yeah. I know. Don't okay. care. No, just want right to talk about <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up of like um, writing about heartbreak and stuff like that. Because we look at your discog- uh, discography and it looks like, you, like even the earliest, earliest stuff, you're talking about like heartbreak, but mm. it goes from that to like, I'm good, I don't need you, <laughs> to like, to like, um, the latest one, like you're kind of like giving that dominant, strong female mm. energy, that kind of vibe. Mm. So yeah, it's really cool how you're transitioning. Um, But yeah, uh, that wasn't really a question, but I just noticed <laughs> that cool. it was cool. Just an affirmation. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, the
1: EP. Let let's let's talk about this. Let's do that. Um, yeah. I'm gonna sort of hedge a bet and say has has it been push back a little bit because of coronavirus or is is that did did you always plan to have quite a big gap between um the last single Uh, and the ep dropping
2: definitely not like i think i'm like i'm not managed or anything right now so it's kind of been a struggle organizing like keeping everything together because nothing is going to plan if that Mm, like mm. if that makes sense um
1: Welcome to 2020. <laughs> yeah, like, I, <laughs> I mean,
2: <laughs> I just don't even know what to expect anymore. There's been such a huge gap between the singles. It's like, I didn't, when I released the singles, I didn't even say they were from the EP. Like, properly, mm. I never said it properly anyway, because I was like, I don't even know when it's coming out. Like, I don't sure. even know. Like, even now, I'm still, I don't know. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. No, that's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs>
2: But definitely, mm. I mean, I'm praying like before the end of the year, I'm praying.
1: Mm, for sure, yeah. Especially like, you know, if, if you want to sort of plan shows around the EP and stuff, which, you know, a lot of people do so that you can drop it and then have a party and everyone can be there and celebrate mm. it with you, then now is not a good time to be dropping an EP, you know, because you yeah. can't you can't go out there right now and, and have a celebration, have a gig and bring everyone in on the hype.
2: Mm, definitely. I think... um like I wanted to do a release party, it's but at the same like that would be pushing myself as well because I kind of did want to just release an e p and not do anything around it because mm. i I do struggle with like shows and just like, yeah, celebrating my stuff, so
1: sure, yeah, sure, so this will be your first body of work officially released, is that correct, mm-hmm how how do you feel about that? Because up until this point, it's been singles, and what's what's been the big difference for you between a, a body of work um, coming soon and and dropping the singles as as you have been doing so far?
2: I feel like dropping singles is like has was a really easy process. Um, the body of work has been like a roller coaster. Um, mm. Yeah, just trying to get everything together and still like thinking about the covers like the ep covers the single covers like i just feel like there's not enough time to get all of this done in the time that i want and it's yeah like it's kind of killing me but um i'm really excited to release the body of work like i feel like once it's out then i will fully know like my the story behind it at Mm. the moment i'm still like learning so much about I'm still learning so much from the EP. Like even from the first time I wrote the first song on the EP till like now, I've already just changed my whole mindset. So, yeah.
0: Wow. Mm. And in terms of like um, the stories you tell from your music, is it solely based off your judgment and your creativity or are you getting some help and, in- and influence from producers that you're working with?
2: Um, so Sergio is the only producer that I worked with on the EP, and like he pushed me so hard. He pushed mm. me so hard. Like I've learned so much from working with him and creating the EP. Like you'll lis- you'll hear it when you listen to the rest of the songs <laughs> in the EP. Like I don't even know if I'll, if I'll make something like this again. So wow, um, wow. yeah, I was. I'm just like really impressed with. How he works and how much I got from the experience.
0: How did you get to meet Sergio? Uh, El Fresh, yeah. El Fresh right. linked
2: us. Um, El Fresh and Sergio have a song on his l- latest album, and we got linked through the Conscious Project, which was um, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, wanted to was,
0: talk about, about that? It's cool that you mentioned it, it right now. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, so that's how that's how we linked up.
0: Mm. David, do you want to ask about that? yeah so <laughs> I thought she was gonna kind <laughs> of start getting into up it, up it yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah. um what was that what was that experience like how was it um working with Elfresh that was that was what what the question was going to be about but yeah well I, uh, yeah.
2: I've known Elfresh since I was like 15, 16 like he has been such a great mentor since I was young like Mm. Um,
1: have you really known him that long or did you actually meet two weeks ago no
2: <laughs> 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 no i've actually i've known yeah i've known him for that long we we met through street uni um mm. but yeah he the conscious program was just like it was a really good opportunity to get more in touch with like um my community side mm. yeah
1: awesome um do you want to tell us a bit about the share space project that you were a part of
2: Ah yes. <laughs> um, so I was on the ShareSpace in twenty seventeen. Mm. Um, it was really random, actually. Like they. So
1: that was that long ago as well. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Sorry, <laughs> this stuff to me feels like recent. I don't know where I've been, but.
2: <laughs> I know the see the share Space, like that feels like a really long time for me, but that was a really good experience. Like, um, I worked with Zigzag TV in Sony Australia and. I met a lot of cool people. Um, The show was based off, like, ratings that you got off YouTube and stuff. And, Mm. like, everyone told me not to go on the show. But it was a really good experience. Like, I got to stay um, away from home for, like, a month on the share space. Mm. Uh, I, I met a lot of cool people. And I think it just helped me with my confidence in myself because i spent a lot of time on the sure. show observing people and like understanding more about the industry on another mm. level so yeah
1: i was saying to david it, it kind of looks like a big brother but for music yeah yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: but awesome no I, I feel like that would be a great opportunity to to meet lots of people um with similar mindsets to yourself
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: so when it comes to the ep um for a lot of people, they sort of they write some tracks and then all of a sudden they realize, hey, I've got I've got something happening here. These tracks all sort of fit together mm. and they chuck it together. But some people sort of set out to write a body of work and they sort of write music um, one after the other to try and create this cohesive piece of art. Um, either way, sometimes like some work, some do- don't and it doesn't seem to be too dependent on the process. But for you, Did you set out to write a body of work or were you just writing tracks and then all of a sudden you realize, hey, I've actually got something here?
2: Um, So I like we planned to make an EP together, but when when we met, I definitely didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Like he Mm. he asked me like also like, what do you want the EP to be about? I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't (laughs) even know. (laughs) I don't even know. (laughs) And so we just kind of made tracks after each other and they they're all pretty cohesive, I reckon. Like every song is different, but they do blend in together. Mm. Yeah. Mm.
0: Mm. Can you can you tell us how many tracks they're gonna be, or is that is does that have to keep low key?
2: Nah, don't can worry. Get- I I got you. It's six tracks. <laughs> six six tracks. tracks.
0: Yeah. Is that cool, cool.
1: that that's a tan exclusive? Everyone exclusive. Yeah. Oh, heard yeah.
0: it here first, folks. We got
1: the drop. <laughs> right amazing well we'll we'll begin to wrap this up now jess um we've been asking everyone when they come on the show this same question um and you sort of gave us a bit of an answer before about how you've been doing but um because we started this sort of in the midst of the coronavirus we've been asking Mm -hmm. artists how they've sort of dealt with it from a purely artistic level but also asking if they can give advice to anyone else out there listening so we've got Um, a a, a listener base who a lot of them are artists themselves Um, whether it's in music or whether it's in visual arts or just in terms of the creativity do you have any advice that you could give people who are at home sort of struggling to continue with momentum or you know having doubts about themselves or not really knowing what's happening in terms of their own artistry Mm -hmm. is there anything that you could give to people out there that sort of has worked for you or anything you have in mind that might help encourage people to sort of either or sort of get their head in the right place, whether mm. that means becoming more um, efficient in terms of writing or maybe just chilling out a little bit and not putting so much pressure on themselves. What What is it for you that you feel is, I don't know, the best piece of advice you can impart on
2: on our audience? Yeah, I think the thing I'm still trying to learn every day, especially like during coronavirus, was just like not to be so hard on myself and... Just you know, just to take a step back and look at how much you've already done, and yeah, just try to get out of your head a little bit because I feel like as an artist you're always thinking about the same things and it's kind of killing you. So hmm. yeah, just like chill out. Like you'll be fine. Like life does everything for you. So
1: <laughs> and yeah. End. All right, well, we'll David. Before we... Oh wait, did you have something to say? No, no, no. I was no? just, oh, just yeah, going to say before yeah. we before we sort of um, plug your socials. Yes, I was just going to say, David, what was what was that thing that when you going on your Nardwa spree and you found a little little something, something? Do you want to do you want to chuck that in?
0: Oh crap! <laughs> I completely forgot. I was like, I was so focused in just like keeping up with all the questions and her answers. Sorry, sorry. But on my research, I did find this particular um segment that you started on your youtube channel so i wanted to ask mm. what, hap- what happened to peanut butter jess <laughs> 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 oh my Dang, God. thank you for reminding me but i wanted to ask that but i was like mm, 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 and then yeah
2: <laughs> um yeah peanut butter jess grew up that's what happened <laughs>
0: wow
1: <laughs> sorry peanut butter jess Dang, the fans That's, are
2: so funny. That's so funny, you know what they were actually really popular when I was that age like people were always yeah. asking for them but the thing is like <laughs> when you have a vlog you have to do something every day and it's yeah. like yeah. what am I going to do like what am I going to show people it gave mm, it mm. definitely motivated me to like get out of the house and just do stuff and like film myself but yeah, yeah. like you know it's just I like what yeah, was I yeah. going to do every day. <laughs>
0: Why what why was it called peanut butter Jess? What was the ID behind the name? Um you just like peanut butter?
2: Yeah, like when I was well before I was on X factor my name was peanut butter and Jess on Instagram and then when I went on <laughs> they were like oh you can't have that as your name and then I fucking had to change it to Jessica Jade official and to this day it breaks my heart that like
0: uh, I had to no. change it which is no. yeah. Maybe you should change it back to Peanut yeah, Butter Jess definitely. when you release Reclaim your EP. Myself? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be dope. I can't, you, should, I've got like you should call the EP that. You should
1: call it Peanut Butter Jess and it will be <laughs> like a you know a titular album coming back. That For the vlog fans,
0: so the day one vlog vlog fans, they'll, they'll <laughs> know what's up, you know?
2: I don't even... Awesome. Yeah, all the day ones. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well,
1: speaking of socials... Um, how So, you, you say that you you struggled with that idea of vlogging every single day. But one thing that I've noticed over the years, like since 2017, um, your ability to sort of stay active on social media has always been pretty impressive to me. Like you constantly posting uh, little covers and like little snippets here and there of you singing and staying active and keeping your followers engaged. And yeah. you've built up like a, a pretty impressive um, following on, on Instagram and your other platforms as well. Has that been something mm. that's been difficult for you? Have you had to sort of like intentionally stick at that? Or has it been something that you just enjoy doing? And so it's come quite naturally for you?
2: Um, I'm starting to get to this point where I don't like being on social media. So it does I think as you get older, you just get like that. So it has been a little bit um tough at times, but then I come I have like really good phases where I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna put this up I'm gonna put this out Because I love it I love it And that's when it feels good But when you feel like You haven't posted in a long time Then you're like yeah. Like I have to fucking post something Like
0: <laughs> Yeah Pressure post versus feel good Like I'm feeling myself post Yeah, yeah. There's, There's a difference, difference right, right? Yeah. There's for sure, definitely for sure. a difference Well yeah Wrapping up Jess
1: For those socials Where can people find you And where can they find uh, The two The two latest singles And I guess The rest of your music
2: Yeah, so you can find me at Jessica Jade everywhere. But if you can't find Jessica Jade, you can type in Jessica Jade official.
1: There you go. Yeah. There's socials. Give her a follow. Tune in um, on all the streaming platforms as well.
2: Yep, on all the streaming platforms.
1: Amazing. So tune in. um, Listen to those latest two singles, um, Taste and Bet. And whenever it does come, fasten fasten your seatbelts for that EP because I'm sure it's going to be really good. And
0: yeah, and you show can. some love, show some love to Peanut Butter Jess vlogs <laughs> and the cover videos Ew. on yes. YouTube. Start the hashtag
1: um, hashtag Bring Back Peanut Butter Jess because <laughs> that's yes, what
0: we all want. Yes, <laughs> that's a movement right there. All right, David. Well, is there anything more from you? man, no, I'm happy. Are you happy? If you're happy, I'm happy. I'm I'm happy, man. So I Jess, guess, are you happy? I'm you happy. Good? We're all I'm happy. happy. Good.
1: That's that's a nice wholesome way to finish off the show. Nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for tuning in for another episode of Tan Tan Artistry with Jess Jess Jade. We'll catch <laughs> We're really <laughs> finishing off strong, hey. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm getting really sleepy with this tea. But We'll catch you guys next episode absolutely oh wait and
1: next episode as well um, mm. we will be most likely bringing you guys part two of our review onto Pimper butterfly so stay tuned in for that and give the <coughs> album a listen in um, in anticipation for for our dropping of the part two but until then um, thanks for coming on Jess you've been a wonderful guest
2: thanks for having me
1: absolutely yeah David um, that's all from us until next week
0: peace. Peace peace peace